If you have benefited from resources produced by G3 Ministries, would you consider donating to support us? Even a few dollars helps us to continue to publish free curricula, articles, podcasts, video resources, and more. Visit g3min.org give or open the G3 app to give a one-time or monthly donation. Articles from G3 Ministries John Gill and the Seven Bowl Judgments Written by Chipley McQueen Thornton Revelation 15 verse 1 Then I heard a loud voice from the temple telling the seven angels, Go and pour out on the earth the seven bowls of the wrath of God. These seven bowl judgments take us to the end of the world. In Gill's prophetic history, they are yet future and commensurate with the latter-day glory to come. Gill's Prophetic Timeline A brief review of Gill's timeline. The seven trumpets gradually ruined Rome pagan sometime after the blaze of Constantine's pro-Christian reign cooled. The popes released Antichrist from the bottomless pit, bringing into the world two anti-Christian religions, Roman Catholicism and Islam. The Roman Empire then split into two empires, Eastern and Western. The spirit of Antichrist mediates his rule through the false religions of Roman Catholicism in the Western Empire and through Islam in the Eastern Empire. Each empire has two beasts, one, civil power, and two, ecclesiastical power. These bold judgments crush those two beasts, rendering Antichrist powerless. What will these judgments look like? The seven bold judgments. A few points are important to remember. One, these bold judgments are, in some sense, a duplication of the Egyptian plagues on a larger global scale. Gill sees Egypt as a precursor to the Romish Babylon. Two, these judgments are intended specifically to punish reprobate earth dwellers, though the residual effects will impact Christian saints on some level. 3. The latter-day glory begins at this time as well, with the Jewish nation born at once and the Gentile saints assisting them in evangelizing the world. Therefore, Gill sees the angels who administer the bowls as Christian Protestant world rulers. Kings, queens, princes, magistrates, etc. Bowl number one. Painful sores on followers of the popish religion. Possibly literal boils, but more likely internal agonies as the gospel torments their hardened consciences. Bowl number two. Great wars which ruin the sea of popish doctrines and councils. Bowl number three. Terrible wars in response to Protestant writers who refute popish writings with the power of the gospel. The latter being the rivers and streams that feed the sea. Bowl number four. 
the destruction of Antichrist by the light of the gospel. This commences the latter-day glory. Gill summarizes, quote, Zion's light will become, and the light of the sun will be sevenfold, and Christ alone will be exalted, yet will convict and confound the anti-Christian party. They will be scorched with beams of heat and light, which will dart from hence. These will torture them and fill them with envy, rage, and malice, because they will not be able to obscure the progress of it. End quote. John Gill comments on Revelation 16, verse 8. Bowl number 5. This extinguishes the civil and ecclesiastical power of Antichrist. His followers writhe in agony and lust for revenge, yet have no power because Antichrist has been emasculated. Gill states they, quote, will bite their tongues in madness, end quote. Bowl number six. The river of Islam will dry up and the gospel will race unhindered throughout the world from sea to sea. The dragon equals Satan. The beast equals civil powers. The false prophet equals ecclesiastical powers. And the frogs equal the cardinals, the priests, etc. Gill describes it beautifully. Quote, the gospel will be carried into the eastern parts of the world, into those vast kingdoms and countries which lie in those parts, when they will become the kingdoms of our Lord, and the kings and princes of them will come to the brightness of Zion's rising, so that the ruin of this monarchy will pave the way for the spread of Christ's kingdom from sea to sea, and from river, the Euphrates, to the ends of the earth. And this also will prepare the way and lead on for all the saints who are kings and shall reign with Christ a thousand years. End quote. John Gill comments on Revelation 16, verse 12. Bowl number seven. The destruction of the powers of the air which take us all the way to the glorious second coming of our King, Jesus Christ. Gill specifies this bowl is poured out on the kingdom of Satan. Here is why. Quote, Because he is the prince of that posse of devils, the principalities and powers of darkness, that have their dwelling in the air. Hence, the air, encompassing the whole earth stands for the kingdom of Satan all over the world. End quote. John Gill comments on Revelation 16, verse 17. This seventh bowl takes us to the end of the age. To Gill, this age extends beyond the millennial kingdom, even to the casting of Satan with all the wicked into the lake of fire. Revelation 22, verse 10. As such, the great earthquake equals the 
upheaval of Rome's civil and ecclesiastical power. Every island fled equals the dissolving of anti-Christian nations. And hailstones equal God's judgment on the anti-Christian parties. Reflections Though Gill is an historical premillennialist, the postmillennialist will find much to like in his eschatology. The latter-day glory aligns nicely with the postmillennial concept of progressive gospel advancement. Note, however, Gill does envision a brief falling away at the end of it, namely the Laodicean church era. That said, we're not as certain as Gill about Antichrist's co-regency being Roman Catholicism and Islam, and the corrupting effect those works-based religions have on civil structures and society. Perhaps Satan's secular and material world system, centered on self-idolatry, infiltrates all man-made religions and turns them toward him. From our vantage point in time in history, that seems possible. Yet, we can't entirely discount Gill's perspective either. All of us are jaded by our time and place in history. I had a conversation with another Christian after an Isaiah study concerning eschatology. He commented, I just don't see the Pope ever garnering that much power. Yes, I replied, I understand your point completely. My critique of Gill is that he gives the Pope too much credence. At the same time, Popish authority has ebbed and flowed throughout history. Today, he doesn't wield the influence he once held. Yet I could see how a Pope could rise up, harness the civil and ecclesiastical powers under his authority again, add in the modern media-slash-social-media monster these days, and use them to persecute the saints violently. Things can change quickly these days. I prefer the wait-and-see approach. I think I do agree with Gill on this point, though. These seven judgments are yet future.